My entitled mother, who's relied on me for every trip she's ever gone on, adamantly refuses to do the same for me on my first vacation ever. Back in December of 2019, I decided to buy tickets to RTX. It was an event I wanted to go to for years. I finally had enough money saved up to make it happen, and I was excited. Then Corona happened. This year will be the first RTX since 2019, and I'm excited. I've been talking about this trip since 2019, but nonstop, really, for the past three months. I've been making sure she knows about it, so there's no issues with scheduling or anything. Last Saturday, I asked her if she had time for me to explain how to take care of my fish tanks while I'm gone. I have a saltwater and freshwater tank that I need two cubes of food in per day. I'd also need her to pour some fresh water into my saltwater tank from jugs of water that are filled and kept by my tank. That's it. Two cubes, two cubes, pour once a day for a four-day trip. The conversation went something like this. I said, hey, the convention's this weekend, and I'm leaving Thursday and I won't be back until Monday. Can I show you what you need to do for my fish? My mom then shoots back by saying, oh, so you need me to watch your fish for you? I say, yeah, they just need food and water. That's honestly it. She then mouths off and says, and you're asking me to take care of Barnacle? Barnacle, by the way, is a family dog, not my dog specifically. She goes on to imply that the fact that she has to take care of Barnacle as well as our grandfather. All of this basically totaling to her being passive aggressive about needing to take care of my fish. For some context, my mother loves to travel. She goes on at least two to three trips a year, often for a week or more. This past December, she went ziplining in Costa Rica for two weeks, a trip that she and my aunt and uncle had planned for months. For further context, my grandmother, who's her mother, was literally on her deathbed in December. She passed away in January, and while my mother was ziplining, I had to make sure my grandmother was properly cared for, woke up two times a night to turn her and to check her respirator, as well as many other things related to to her health. I literally told my mother, do not worry about anything at home. I've got this. You go relax. Because I knew that the stress of seeing my grandmother so near death was weighing on her just as much as it was for me. There have also been numerous other trips my mom has taken where I had to care for my grandmother and the dog and my tanks in less dire circumstances. My grandmother has had Alzheimer's and dementia for about eight years. So there was a slow and steady decline and I was there for her when my mother went on her week-long trip. I was obviously frustrated with this, and the day after, I decided to stand up for myself and explain that I felt upset and incredibly disrespected, like she was trying to guilt trip me about me taking my one trip. I asked her if I could talk to her about how she made me feel, and surprisingly enough, she agreed to listen. I said, you implied that the responsibility of the fish that only need to be fed and watered, the dog that we've had for over a decade, that has the same routine you've been a part of all that time, and my grandfather, who has a home attendant for most of the day was something I was unfairly dumping on you and honestly, I didn't like that. My mom then comes back with the perfect excuse saying, oh well, I work overtime every day and I'm tired and exhausted. And honestly, I just didn't want to do it. I don't want to have to take care of everything. But I have to because I have no choice. I'm allowed to be annoyed and upset. I was so frustrated, I just left the conversation at that. As angry and frustrated as I was, I didn't want to confront her on it because it was going to be a huge fight and and I'm not trying to have that a week before my convention. Today, I find out that she scheduled some renovations on her home upstate. They're scheduled to arrive this weekend. And worst of all, she scheduled these renovations yesterday. I don't even know what to say. She's going to be leaving the dog with my aunt, who's even less responsible than my mom is. My grandfather will be in the house alone after the home attendant leaves at five every day for the weekend. And my fish are basically screwed. I'm not the kind of person who hangs out at night or parties or anything like that. I never have been. 
but this weekend is literally the first time I'll be away from home by myself in my entire life. This weekend was planned back in 2019, but my mom respects me and my time so little that a week before the convention and days since a conversation where I explained to her that I'd need her help taking care of things at home, she scheduled renovations for the exact week I needed her. I'm so angry right now that all I can do is cry. What do I do? Your mom sucks. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. It's terrible that she is doing all this right before you finally have your own vacation. I mean, how selfish can someone possibly be? And it's not like you're asking a lot from your mom in the first place. These are very simple requests. It's not like groundbreaking stuff. Your mom is just super inconsiderate and super entitled. She even goes as far as to admit that I just don't want to do it. Yeah, well, people sometimes don't want to do things, but they do it anyways because they care for those around them. Like, that's just life. You got to do a lot of things that you don't want to do. And the icing on the cake is the fact that she's doing renovations the same week that you're going to be gone. I mean, that is just such garbage and it's so unfair. For the trip itself, I would maybe get a friend and give him a key to your house and say, hey, could you make sure my fish don't die over the weekend? I'm sure there's somebody that you know or some kind of friend or somebody that you can hire to say, hey, come over, take care of the fish because my mom sucks. Or you could even get that attendant who takes care of your grandfather, give them some extra cash and say, hey, could you take care of my fish? That way you can have some kind of peace of mind regarding your pets. Overall, this is a really terrible situation to be stuck in and I'm really sorry you're dealing with it, but hopefully you're able to enjoy RTX and have a good time and at least make some kind of good memories. Also, by the way, if you haven't thought about it already, now's a pretty good time to start looking at moving out because living in that kind of environment is not fair for you or anybody else. And I honestly can't think of a better wake-up call for this mom than to dump literally all of this responsibility on her just to see how she feels when she's asking for help. And then when that day comes, you can conveniently say, you know what? I just don't want to do it. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for finally telling the truth about my cheating wife after she lied to me for years and forced me to raise a kid that wasn't even mine? I work two jobs with long hours, which sucks, but I do it to provide for my wife and daughter. It is wearing me out, but when I see my daughter smile, it brightens my day and makes it all worth it in the end. But let me back up a little bit and give some backstory. I was born into foster care since I was abandoned at a church shortly after I was born. I wouldn't find out who my parents were until much later in life, but it wouldn't really mean anything and it actually hurt me worse when I found out just how terrible they were. So I was born into two different foster care houses, which luckily for me were not nearly as bad as some of the places that I've heard of from other people who were put in the same scenario. And honestly, I thank God for that. My biggest dream was to have a family of my own to make up for the lack of one I ever got. And when I was 24, I met and then married my current wife after she got pregnant. I wanted to be responsible, so I did the right thing and proposed so as to take care of her and the baby. I was going to college at the time, but due to the need for money as well as a tight budget, I had to leave and find work fast. Luckily, I have friends who were able to get me a good paying job, but while it paid the bills, I would still need more to provide for the baby, so I took another job as well just so I could start saving up, and I've worked at both of these jobs for several years. Just to give you an idea, I work as security in the morning and as a chef at a dinner-only restaurant at night. So my life for the past eight or so years has been basically me going to work early in the morning, coming home to hold my daughter, play with her for just a little bit to let her know that daddy still loves her. I would then take a little bit of a nap until I needed to go into my second job. I was the only one working since my wife insisted that she be a stay-at-home mom, which was fine with me since someone was at home to watch our daughter when she came home from school. A bit more than two weeks ago, I found out my wife has been cheating on me. And what I would come to learn later is that this has been going on for years. I came home early from my morning job 
job due to the building being shut down so that the security system could be upgraded. So I went home in a good mood and thought to play with my daughter for a bit and then take a nap for my night job just so I can actually get enough sleep for once. When I got home, I noticed a strange car in the driveway. I had never seen it before, so I honestly had no idea who it belonged to. I was worried since this is so strange. So I quietly enter my house with a tire iron just in case it was a home robbery or something along those lines so I can at least defend myself. But that wasn't the case. In fact, it was much, much worse. I heard noises that were not very appropriate coming from the direction of my wife and I's bedroom. And after a little bit of secretive investigation, I found out the worst that yes, my wife was indeed cheating on me in our own bedroom. The revelation of this stunned me to the point that I felt my heart stop. Time slowed down and I couldn't move as I just stood there and watched everything happen. My wife then says to this man that, oh, it's fine. My husband will never know and he'll just take care of the kid if I get pregnant again. Those words flipped my world around. I left my house just as quietly as I had entered it and I drove off. I drove to a hilltop view of the city, which is one of the places I would go when I was younger as to give myself some peace of mind. And once I got up there, I broke down into tears. The wife I loved, the one I sacrificed so much for, had been cheating on me and according to what I was hearing, my own daughter might not even be mine. So I got a DNA kit in secret and I got a DNA kit for my daughter as well without my wife knowing and sent it in for the results. I prayed for the first time in years that my fears were wrong, that maybe I had just misheard her implications out of shock or rage. So I waited until the test results came in and unfortunately they proved I was not the father of our child. I remember staying home that day and waiting for her to come home as well. When she did, she saw me sitting at the table and sat down across from me. She asked what was wrong and said nothing as I slid the papers across the table that proved our daughter was not mine. Her face went white as she saw them. All I could ask her at that moment was, why? That was the only thing I could manage to say. The rage within me was indescribable at this point. She tried to make up some lie, some excuse in her head, but in the end, she told me straight out, it's because you've never been there for me. You did this to me. I have urges you aren't around to satisfy. I left after hearing her say that. This woman, no, this monster, who told me time and time again that we didn't have enough money and that I needed to put in more hours so that we could pay for things that we needed. She actually had the audacity to tell me that her cheating on me was my fault. That me working all day to provide for my family was reason enough for her to cheat on me. Never in my life have I felt more of a temptation to result to physical violence ever than this very moment. I packed a bag with clothes and then went to a friend's place and explained what happened. They told me to file for divorce so I went through the process and I'm still going through it as of writing this post. The issue that might make me the jerk here is that we were invited to a family reunion this last Sunday and I had taken time off to go. Her family respected me and thought of me as family. So we went to the reunion since we had said we were already going to go and her daughter still should hang around her cousins when able to. The entire time we were on our way there which took three hours by car she begged me not to mention the cheating or the fact that I wasn't actually this kid's father. The reason for this is that her great grandmother, a woman in her late 90s who even I respect despite no actual blood relation to her, she was going to be there. 
and this was more than likely going to be her last reunion before she left to a better place. My wife didn't want her great-grandmother to know that I hate her for it. I promised nothing and simply grunted as a response. So we get there and I hang out with the guys there, as far away from my wife as I could get. And all day I hear these men tell me that I was doing such a good job being a father to our daughter. This isn't the first time they did this. Since the last reunion I went to, they explained that they hadn't approved of me at first. They assumed I was going to be a deadbeat dad sort of person and actually apologized when they saw that I was not that type of guy. To this day, I still hold no hard feelings about that assumption since in a way I can understand where they are coming from. But now every compliment on the matter felt like a knife in my heart since I knew the truth about my wife's daughter and yet I remained silent and I just thanked them for their compliments. It wasn't until later that day that my wife's great-grandmother slowly came my way and spoke to me. She said the same thing as the men earlier since she has seen so many parents in her life who didn't put in the amount of effort I did to raise a family. But it was at this point I finally broke down and I cried. Here I was, surrounded by my in-laws, crying hard. She took my hand and gave me a look that said, tell me your troubles, child. And I told her everything. The cheating, the truth about her great-granddaughter, everything. The silence that followed was indescribable, and I apologized and told them I couldn't be there anymore. I got in my car and drove three hours home. I didn't get my wife or her daughter. I drove home alone with my phone off. When I got home, I turned it on to see that I had so many missed calls from my wife and messages that summed up to her calling me a jerk for telling her family the truth and that I ruined her relationship with the family and that she was going to make my life miserable when she got back home. So I called a few friends and began the process of boxing my stuff. She got home Tuesday night via her sister driving her back. But by that point, I had all but moved into my friend's downstairs parlor area where I am currently living at the moment. While telling the truth was honestly like lifting a burden off my shoulder, I fear the ramifications of doing so for my wife's daughter. Because I told the extended family that she is the product of an affair, she might be shunned and hated like her mother now is within her family. I never wanted this for her. I would never wish such a thing on the child since it wasn't her choice to be born as she was. So what should I do? Am I the jerk for telling her family the truth? I don't think you're the jerk at all. I honestly, if I was in that situation, probably would have done the same thing. I can't think of a better way to get back at this lying person than to get back at them where it counts. I would scream that from the rooftops. And honestly, saying this at a family reunion for everybody to hear gets it out in the public without her trying to twist the story around. I honestly don't blame you for doing it. I think you can definitely feel like a jerk at the moment, but this lady literally ruined your life. This kid is not even yours because she cheated on you for years. And she was using you to try and get you to raise another kid for her. She was flying high while you were working your butt off every single day, working two jobs. I would not feel bad about this at all. This lady got what's coming to her. And yeah, she's probably going to try and make your life a nightmare, but that should be evidence enough that this lady is crazy and a terrible person. So no, you are not the jerk in the situation. The lady who cheated on you for years, who's raising a daughter that isn't even yours, she is the jerk. And I think you already know this, but you're going to be a lot happier without that psychopath in your life. I am at my wit's end with my girlfriend's phone calls, and I don't know what to do. My girlfriend and I have been together for 18 months. She's absolutely fantastic, and by far the best partner I have ever had. However, there is one issue that has arisen, and that's her excessive phone calls. For background, our schedules are as follows. Saturday morning to Tuesday morning, we spend time together. Tuesday to Friday, we both work intensive hours, so we can't really see one another. I mostly work from home, while her job involves a long commute. Every weeknight, we spend time together via phone or video chat. We talk, watch TV together, cook. It's a great way to feel connected when circumstances 
circumstances prevent us from actually being together. I enjoy this time very much, and we never run out of things to do or talk about. We do this for about two to three hours per night. This is not the problem. I really want to stress this to you. I enjoy this time together. However, she calls me on her morning commute into work, which is about an hour, as well as her lunch break, which is also an hour, as well as her evening commute home, which is also another hour. Unlike our nightly conversations, I do not enjoy these calls. At night, we talk about anything and everything under the sun, and the well never runs dry. The commuting phone calls are the exact opposite. She has nothing to say, I have nothing to say, and honestly, why would we? We've either just woken up or have spent a long time at work. My girlfriend is an extrovert, and I suspect she has difficulty spending time alone. The content of our daytime conversations strongly support this. In contrast to our free-flowing and natural nightly calls, the day ones are extremely forced, and I often get the impression that she's just desperate for noise of any kind. This honestly leaves me drained, because I feel like the pressure is on to supposedly entertain her in order to relieve her boredom, restlessness, or anxiety. Basically, I'm looking for advice on how to escape or at least reduce these daytime calls. I just wish it was simple because there's so many stipulations. She is an incredibly sensitive person, for one. Bringing the issue up to her will not go well. I can't do this because she will be utterly devastated. I know for a fact that one of her previous relationships ended because her ex was irritated by the frequency of her phone calls, and I do not want to make her feel the same way. I love this woman, and I don't want her to feel hurt. I also can't just make excuses every time she calls. Three excuses per day isn't going to fly. There's only so many grandmas that can pass away for me to get out of a phone call. And I've also tried to encourage her to text me during the day instead of calling me. I wouldn't mind texting her more. It's the static nature of phone calls that are bothersome during the day. However, she does not like texting. She does suffer from ADHD and finds it hard to concentrate on texts. So that's out too. She knows that my work routine is sporadic. I have long-term deadlines, not short ones. This means that she knows I'm never technically too busy to make phone calls. So deadline-related excuses don't really work in terms of getting me out of these phone calls. I love my girlfriend. I just want to try and make this work. What should I do? I totally understand that your girlfriend is a sensitive individual, but honestly, in order for there to be proper communication, you're gonna have to say something. And it's not like you're gonna come into this and be argumentative about it. Obviously, you can just say something to the effect of, hey, can we maybe cut the conversations down? Or some kind of nice way of saying it. You are both adults, and you really should be able to talk about this without any kind of major blow-up. I understand that preconceived notions about previous relationships would definitely add some stress in talking about this, but it really is possible to bring this up in a gentle way that you can both come to some kind of mutual understanding. But what would you do? Leave a comment down below and let us know. We'd love to hear it. An entitled customer tried to expose me over our restaurant's prices, but fails miserably. So today, a weird situation happened. A guy walked in and said he wanted to place an order to go. He looks at the menu for a minute and then decides to order one of our breakfast skillets. However, he wanted to add a bunch of extras and modifications. He asked for extra meat, extra cheese, hot peppers, and mushrooms. I wrote down his order and then told him the total. He immediately goes, what? Why does it cost that much? I explained to him that we have to charge for extras, and with extra meat, cheese, and two extra veggies, it adds up quite a bit. I explained to him that I had to charge 99 cents for the extra veggie and extra cheese, and $2 for the extra meat. He looks at me and says, seriously? You're going to charge me 99 cents for some hot peppers and $2 for some meat? I basically just apologized and said that these are the prices and there's not much I can do otherwise. He then says, never mind, that's too expensive, forget about it. Then he storms out and leaves. Well, things got more interesting when five minutes later, the phone rings. I answer it and I can immediately tell from the voice that it's the same guy from earlier who stormed out. He orders the exact 
exact same thing as before, but leaves out a couple of the previous additions. So instead of extra meat, cheese, hot peppers, and mushrooms, he just asked for extra meat and mushrooms. He then asked me for the total again. I tell him the new total, which is less than before, since he didn't add as many things. And this is where he thought he caught me in some kind of weird conspiracy theory. He goes, ha, I was just in there minutes ago and ordered the exact same thing, and you said it was more. But now that you don't know what I look like, you're telling me it's some cheaper amount. I said to him, yeah, that's because this time you didn't add the extra cheese and hot peppers. He then just laughed and hung up the phone. I was so baffled. Like, what is this guy's problem? I'm just so tired of people saying, I want extra this, that, and that, and then getting mad when we have to charge them for it. So the moral of the story, if you ask for extra, you're going to get billed for extra. How weird can you possibly be? People who act like this and fight over the prices of a store or a restaurant of some kind are just really weird in my mind, to be completely honest. Like, these are outliers of society because those prices are not going to change for you. You are not a VIP for this restaurant. They do not care about you that much. You are a normal customer just like anybody else. So pretending like you shouldn't have to pay for stuff is this weird form of entitlement that I will never understand. So yeah, if you ask for extra stuff at a restaurant, be prepared to pay for more because otherwise you're just going to look entitled and everybody, including that minimum wage worker that you're currently yelling at over prices, are 100% going to make fun of you online afterwards. And to be honest, you kind of deserve it. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.